What's going on, everybody? Cody Pasby back with you. After a brief hiatus, we're back with Waxbacks and Boarding Treks. Halfway through the MLB season. How are we doing? How's your collection looking? How's your team doing? Is your favorite player doing well? There's a lot of questions to be answered, but it's been a really fun season so far. Aaron Judge is having a phenomenal year. Is he going to break the home run record? No. Maybe. Might be crawling that one. Are the Yankees going to break that win record? Probably. That one looks like a pretty safe bet at this point. There's been so many great stories. The superstars in baseball have really shined. But of course, for us baseball card collectors, it's been the rookies. And it's been a phenomenal rookie class. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the superstars. We're going to talk about all of the big surprises, the disappointments, all of that in the season's first half with Rye Dog 54. Remember Rye Dog from our very first episode. We're going to be having Ryan on the show much more often here. Uh, really excited about that as we're going to talk about prospecting. We're going to talk about all sorts of things with him. That's what he knows best. Baseball card collecting prospecting. Check out the YouTube channel Rye Dog 54 and check out this conversation I had with him about the MLB's first half and I asked him point blank who would you rather collect over the next decade? Julio Rodriguez or Wander Franco? The answer may or may not surprise you. Here's my conversation with Rydog. It's been a really, really fun uh, season so far. So many great stories, and we'll get into that. But from a baseball card perspective, uh, definitely has been an interesting season. There's been a lot. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have to tell people who collect. There's been a lot of ups and downs uh, over the last year. Uh, and maybe you're thinking, boy, it's it, it feels like a lot more downs recently with with cards, the way they're trending. Um, but I think today is I, the surprise I found is that I think baseball there it, it does kind of defy some of the industry expectations uh whatever that may be it's just kind of collectors for baseball do things differently than collectors for say football and basketball uh obviously a huge rookie class uh so i i think what we'll find is there's still a lot of gems here there's a lot of of diamonds in the rough i guess uh for baseball collectors and, and a lot of guys that i think are still worth uh investing in or at least holding on to um and I think, too, if you're a baseball collector, what's exciting is like just looking at the the what I was trying to figure out, like, who are the surprising players this year? And what I think is interesting, I guess the surprise about the surprising players is there aren't a ton of surprises. The guys who are performing right now are the superstars. It's Judge. It's Trout. It's, uh, you know, Jose Ramirez uh, continuing to do Paul Goldschmidt having an incredible year. Uh, Manny Machado having a, a possible MVP year. I think that's to me what's been so exciting. And as a baseball fan, like, isn't that what you want to see? You want to see the superstars come out to play, you know? No, yeah, I completely agree. I think you're pretty spot on there where it's kind of this, the real studs of MLB have been showing out this year. And when we thought maybe it would kind of take a different turn with some of these these younger players coming up with so much hype, thought maybe they'd kind of steal the show, which hasn't really happened too much this year. It's been more of those those veteran-like players like, oh, yeah, don't forget about me. I'm I'm 34, but I'm still super good. Like, things yeah. like that. It's been pretty a lot crazy. Of guy, a, a lot of guys kind of like starting to lock in a, a hall of fame case. I feel like uh, a guy that you as a Diamondbacks don't know very well. We talked about him a lot is Paul Goldschmidt, uh, yep. who I really, really have liked all year. I've had multiple guests come on the show and be like, Paul Goldschmidt, super underrated investment. Get in on the, get in low. Uh, I, there's even still a little wiggle room to get in, but it's starting to finally creep up a little bit. People are finally yep. getting hip to it. Like, Oh yeah, this guy's putting up a, a, a hall of fame resume right now and the cardinals are are looking great right now yeah paul goldschmidt absolutely has been phenomenal this year i'm sure well as a dimebacks fan watching him throughout his whole career in arizona i'm sure he's just so happy that he has like legitimate protection in a lineup yeah. for once like having nolan gorman nolan arnado uh who else in that lineup tyler oh, o'neill yeah. they just Tons have guys, like yeah. top to bottom that lineup is very solid especially with some of the younger guys that brought up like uh What's his name? Perez. Right. And Carlson, like you have to pitch Paul Goldschmidt now. He when he was in the Dimebacks, he was awesome. But I mean, who do you have protecting him? He had Justin Upton for a couple years. We was OK here and there. 
I don't know. Other than that, Adam Hill, like it's right, been, right, it's been pretty rough for Paul Goldschmidt as far as protection goes. And I think he's finally got what he was looking for. And yeah, he's. I think I will stick to this statement I've been posting on Twitter a few times this year that I truly think Paul Goldschmidt's going to play until he's forty, and I think he's going to be good until he's forty. I he's mean, just, with with the DH at this point, I, I think that's something to take stock in, especially for some of these National League guys that maybe you were that if you were a collector, you may be on the fence about like, oh, yeah, he's low. But like, how long are you going to play? Like how much longer now? The shelf life of these guys is going to extend two, three, four years. I mean, heck, Albert Pohl still has a job and the guy's 43 and basically only hits uh, against uh, left handed pitching. <laughs> nope. So uh, these guys can play for a long, long time now. Um, yeah. The one thing I did want to throw in just with Paul Goldschmidt in general, yeah. I just I think when you see these guys that have done very well late into their 30s, like, you know, Frank Thomas is really good. Barry Bonds, obviously. I mean, maybe a little help with Barry Bonds, but maybe just a little, maybe a little. Uh, <laughs> but Paul Goldschmidt, he keeps himself in extremely good shape. Like he is I mean, he's 34 and he is. Been jacked his entire career. Yeah. He's really been healthy his whole career, too. I, I just think. I think he keeps a good care of his body and I think it's going to actually help out his game. His, he doesn't do anything crazy either with his game. Like, I mean, everyone talks about it when he takes batting practice, he hits ground balls. Like he's not this guy that's trying to constantly hit the ball 500 feet. He just, he knows his game and I think it's going to help him the long term. Yeah. He just seems so locked in right now. Every time I'm watching Cardinal baseball, it's just like, it's it's incredible to watch like we you know we saw it in the National League West for years and it's nice that I feel like for the first time I think a, a much broader national audience is starting to see that and starting to appreciate the type of talent the type of player this guy is and I think that that's going to do wonders if you're collecting him if you're thinking about even getting in on him again uh i think that's going to do wonders for him if it's come october as I, i'll just throw this out this is kind of a random thing that popped in yeah. my head um is there a better team right now? If you're a if you're just a baseball card collector, there are a few teams in baseball right now better than the St. Louis Cardinals because you've got your high-end prospects, guys like Dylan Carlson, who we've known for a while, started he, for the cycle over the weekend or last week, uh, so maybe he's starting to come around. Nolan Gorman, who's been a sensation ever since he got called up. Then you've got these lower-end prospects, guys like Brendan Donovan, guys like Juan Yepes, who are now in, uh, I think Juan Yepes' rookie was in Series 2. You got Brendan Donovan's first Bowman in the last Bowman set. So there are like low-end guys, high-end guys, and then these superstar guys as well, like Arenado and Goldschmidt. I, I don't know if there's a more well-rounded team if you're looking to just build some interesting guys to collect and maybe get some value out of down the road. No, exactly. It, I agree with everything you just said. And also the Cardinals, they're one of the older teams. They have great fan base. They've always yeah. been good. Um, they're not one of those teams that just disappears and shows up every five years. They're always competing for a playoff spot. And yeah, they're they're a big organization too, which I think helps a lot with what, like you said, people are now realizing, oh yeah, Paul Goldschmidt's actually pretty good. Like, no, he's been good his entire career. And you see people on Twitter like, wow, I didn't know he had this type of of resume. Like, going through his, his numbers, like, I think he has, like, four or five top five MVP finishes. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. He should have won MVP in 2013, Andrew McCutcheon. Ooh, that's a – yeah, gosh. You know, I, I almost forget how good he was that year because McCutcheon was such a – it was also like the Pirates just took everything over where it was like everyone wanted to heat praise on the Pirates, and rightfully so. It had been, been for, you know, 30 years at that point. Exactly. But you're that right. Uh, stole some of the hype. Well, I, I think right now, pretty safe to say, I think he's in the driver's seat for that MVP at the moment. Um, yep. And so let's get into some other guys who yeah. I think are also in that MVP conversation. Sort of a mix of surprises and the guys who have really defined this season. Again, we'll 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 do a little buy, sell, or hold here for these guys as well. Yeah, and let's I, do it. I think when you're talking MVP right now, the discussion has to start in the American League with Aaron Judge. I, I know Trout and, and Alvarez have better numbers overall. Like I, I Not by a ton, but they do have better numbers. But to me, the totality of what Judge is doing, 29 home runs, that's first in the league. He's fifth in OPS, um, fourth in slugging. And, of course, the Yankees, as of today, I, I was trying to find it. What's the best 80-game start in baseball? Because 58-22 and 22 has got to be up there. It's got to be up there. 
It's the incredible. Yankees have been so good this year. And my wife is a Yankees fan, so she's just been on cloud nine. Yeah, you're um, hearing it. I always tell her I'll support her, but I will never root for her team. But yes, what Aaron Judge is doing this year has been so fun to watch. 29 home runs, and it's not even to the all-star break yet. Like, There's a legitimate chance he hits 50 this year, and who knows, if he gets hot, we might see a, a six in front of there. Um, but yeah, with the whole... I mean, it's the Yankees. They're the greatest organization ever, and he's he's their focal point. He is their guy, and he's putting up huge numbers, so obviously there's going to be a ton of hype, and that's definitely going to influence you know, these people that vote for MVP. Um, I mean, he's the Yankees, the best player. I mean, yeah, sure, give him MVP. Why not? Yeah, I, 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 it's it's hard to argue at, at this point. I mean, 117 win pace at this point. In oh, I didn't, know, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. I, I tried to. I did the math this morning. Went okay. It's it's 80 games in, 725 uh, winning percentage. Oh, okay, cool. They, <laughs> if they get on this pace, they will they will break the win record by one. Uh, that Jeez. is how good they've been. I feel like the the pitching gets lost in the conversation. How good that pitching has been, like Tyon and obviously Nestor, uh, but those guys have been great. Garrett Cole, obviously, great pitching all around. Clay Holmes is maybe a reliever of the year right now. The fact yep. that Raldis Chapman is basically it's been a lost season for him, and it's like they didn't even skip a beat. All of these like moves they made that seemed like head scratchers at the beginning of the year. Are turning out to be incredible, uh, but Judge is the focal point, as you said. Um, I, I, I did look up; he's one of those few guys that his cards are going up a lot. Uh, as I checked this morning, his 2013 first Bowman Chrome uh, Auto PSA 10 was selling for 440 dollars as of October of last year. It's now selling for twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, that is quite a leap, and again for a guy already over thirty. And this is where I have the big warning sign. He's a free agent at the end of the year. If he signs with the Yankees, great. I, I think if you are still in that, like, ah, I think it could get even better. I think this can get even better with a World Series or if he signs with the Yankees. Hey, that's your go ahead and do it. Take that risk. That's fine. But if I'm holding Aaron Judge right now, if I have Aaron Judge right now, I am selling right now. Uh, maybe you could convince me to sell in October. They haven't gone to the, they have not been to World Series since 2009. Nope. They've been as far as the ALCS, obviously. The, the Astros are in their way, and that Astros team is really good. <laughs> I like the pitching better on that Astros Ooh. team. Yes. So if I'm a judge guy, if I got judge in my collection, if I got something big in my collection, I, I am in sell mode right now for Aaron Judge. Yeah, with Aaron Judge. Okay, so I've actually been I just posted a couple cards of Aaron Judge last night to sell. Um, and one of them was uh his rookie. National Treasures Colossal Patch One of One Laundry Tag, which is like Ooh, one of my nice. one, of, one of my favorite cards. Um, and I just I sat down with my wife and I was like, "Hey, I know this is kind of like your guy. Like we kind of just keep all of the Aaron Judge stuff because you PC him stuff like that." I was like, "But real like the reality is, if we like we could go to the grave with these cards if you want, but he's like you said, he's thirty years old. His career numbers aren't that good. Like he's, I think he's." How many home runs does he have? Does he have like he's just, there's a lot of injuries. This is he's his like first less than year. 200 home runs, right? Right, right. It's his first year since his rookie year that he's been healthy the entire way, or there wasn't you know interrupted season like 2020. Yeah, so this, 108, 187 home runs. Yeah, at 30 years old, I'm like, we're seeing guys creep up around 300 at this point, and like you said, injury prone. Uh, and this could be his year like he might win mvp this year so yes there's a small window maybe it could go back could go up still um but at this point if you're buying aaron judge you're you're living a pipe dream in my opinion like yeah there's not i mean there's a chance like you said the risk to reward is there uh maybe they do win the world series maybe he wins mvp of the world series maybe he hits 60 home runs maybe for the next five years he hits 50 home runs like there's that chance but I would say the scales, the, the the risk to reward is definitely it's like a high risk, like yeah, high reward at this point. I mean, I mean not even high reward. It's a like high risk, medium reward. Yeah, right. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it, one thing that it kind of popped in my mind, another guy I feel like he pops up on the show every once in a while, is Giancarlo Stanton, where at this point, again, the, the, it's weird to say it because of the perception of these two guys right now, but there is a better Hall of Fame case for Giancarlo Stanton at this point than there is for Aaron Judge. Uh, just He's racked up more stats over a long period of time, and he's probably going to be the DH in New York for the rest of his career uh, until you know he fizzles out whenever that may come. Uh, whereas Judge... Yeah, it's just a, it's a combination of a, a kind of a late start. Well, his, I think his rookie year is 24, which, again, feels weird to say late. But for our purposes as collectors, that is late. Yep. Uh, and uh, the injuries, um, again, you could say, well, he'll probably just turn into a DH at one point, And that may very well be true. Uh, and also, if he changes ballparks, I, I mean, I know the, the the buzz around these parts in the Bay Area is that it's bring Aaron home bring judge home he's a Giants fan yeah and you know what as a Giants fan that would excite me I would love it but if I'm a collector that's where I would be like get out now because those home runs are getting cut in half uh, he may go from potentially 50 home runs for the next five years at Yankee Stadium to 30 25 to 30 at, at, at Oracle Park uh, which would be great if you're a fine, if you're a Giants fan, but if you're a collector, uh, that's a pretty, pretty big drop off uh, for Aaron Judge. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, if he if he's one of those guys, I will say that a World Series, I think, would actually up his value. I know in baseball, that's kind of a, a fickle thing. Sometimes it, it helps. Sometimes it, it really doesn't matter. Look at Mike Trout. It's never going to matter if he doesn't win a World Series. It, it doesn't matter. His value is yep. locked in. Um, but I think with Trout it is as a Yankee, I think it would help. But yeah, I, I think I think you're right. That, that the the tough conversation you have with your wife, I think, was the right the right one. Yeah. So she, so she she agreed with me. She was like, okay, oh, we can sell some of this stuff, but like anything you sell, like that's going to our savings account. That's not going to more more cards. Go. I was like, all right, I can de- <laughs> I can deal with that. I can deal with that. But no, like you said, Giancarlo Stanton, yeah, 367 home runs. He's only two years older than him. Like that's almost 200, almost 200 home runs more in just two year difference it's wild yeah um, it, it does make you it, it, you forget just how good he was in those that stretch with miami near the end in his uh his tenure in, in south florida yeah. pretty incredible and the last thing i wanted to say about judge was if you're holding judge long term i get it he might honestly go down as one like a yankees favorite like ever like they gave him his own part of the stadium. Um, if they do win a World Series, he could be a part of that team that, you know, you look back and you look at all those, all these players for the Yankees that, you know, they say one of the best ever. And yes, some of those guys make the Hall of Fame, but you look at their numbers and they're like, eh, they're pretty good. But it was probably because they were part of these teams. So I could see him being like a, a favorite Yankee down the road. So might, yeah. might, might yeah. retain some value. Yeah, as I think the thing that's best for his career, that's best for the Yankees, obviously, and best for baseball card collectors is stay in New York. If he yep. stays in New York, I think that's the best potential. That's the best trajectory for his career. Um, he can move, slide into DH at some point uh, when I, you know, if Stanton's done or whatever happens, they're they're going to make sure they they give him all the room to you know to age gracefully in yep. New York City. Uh, all right, let's go up to Boston. Uh, yep. A guy that. I said before the year, this is such an underrated guy. I love this guy. This guy is going to be the next big star. He plays third base for the Boston Red Sox. His name's Rafael Devers. He's having a phenomenal year. I, I It's really, uh, this is maybe the best, by the way, the, the all-star voting, I think, that next round starts today. I think there's what about yep. uh, what is okay this is where i this I, where i feel like an old man i'm like what is it now now it's you, you vote once and then you vote again and then you vote then there I, I don't know it's i think there's another week of voting is that right i i honestly it's a mess i just keep getting <laughs> notifications on my phone i yeah. think all-star voting is a joke in my opinion it's i just i weird. don't like that it's fan voted i just don't agree with that as far as getting the best players there but it is what it is and Rafael yeah. devers like you said is having an insane year. Great. Th- 327, 17 home runs, 383 on base percentage, 962 OPS. This is the guy that we talked about on the first episode, and you're like, yeah. watch out for Rafael Devers. And I was like, yeah, the kid can hit. And he's he's pretty much showing that. It's. I mean, he's 25. This is where you know we're going to talk about this guy later, uh, unfortunately. Luis Robert, same age as Rafael Devers. The same yep. 
H. And look at what he has accomplished in his career already. Uh, obviously, the World Series ring under his belt. And then yep. you look at, I mean, he had a couple of years where he scuffled to start. And then I think it was like his age 22 season. Uh, he turns it on uh, at the ripe old age of 22. He finally figured it out. <laughs> uh, had a phenomenal start there. Uh, having a great year this year. Again, sort of, I don't want to say clouded because Jose Ramirez is having such a good year too. Uh, to me, I think there's an argument to be made that these guys are still underrated. I know that people have finally started to come around. Uh, both of the values of these guys, Ramirez and Devers, have gone way up. Again, kind of bucking the trend. These are two guys who their value continues to go up. Uh, his 2015 Bowman Chrome, a purple Bowman Chrome, uh, BGS 9.5, 10 auto, uh, was selling on September of last year for $440. It's now up towards fourteen hundred fifty dollars oh, wow. okay and again there is some weirdness because i think his first bowman is in a different set but like the, the yeah i think people some collectors are preferring the 2015 ones right now so yeah. uh and then obviously his rookie stuff is out there which i think is still pretty reasonably priced if you're willing to uh if you got if you want to open up the wallet a little bit or i think there's still some low-end stuff too that's i think worthy worthy of investing i just think the sky's the limit for this guy like playing in boston 25 years old already a great track record uh i i'm still gonna hold on to i think he's the most underrated guy for baseball collectors until you know until it kind of comes around uh at this point where he's maybe similarly priced to other sort of you know these these generational 25 year old and under talents yes absolutely underrated is the word to use with rafael devers still like you say he's only 25 he's been in the league for like this is like his fifth or sixth year already he's been he's been in the league for a long time yeah and he just gets lost in that lineup sometimes because there's so many like staple names like you have jd martinez who's been known as one of the best hitters in the last decade Um, you got xander bogarts who's an absolute stud and you have who else was it? I mean, you mix up Trevor Stories now in Boston. Yeah, starting to do better now. Yeah, Verdugo, good young player for them. Like, I feel like Rafael Devers, like you said, he just kind of does his thing, and people are like, "Wow, okay, Rafael Devers, chin three thirty. Wow, okay, yeah. have an insane year." And even myself, I I was actually looking at Devers probably three weeks ago, and I was like. He's doing he's doing his thing again. He's doing his twenty. He's bringing back his twenty nineteen year. We hit like three 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 eleven or something. Yeah. And just, dude, he's impressive. And like you said, I think he is a little underrated because people still look at him as like a poor defensive third baseman. But he's definitely gotten better there. And then like I don't know I don't know why I think this way, but he looks like such a child. His his physical features yeah he's a baby face i I honestly think that almost hurts a little bit (laughs) when it comes to his card investments like he's this little chubby kid that just grow grow a beard rafi come on (laughs) seriously come on get a little hair on the chin yeah i i think there's a couple things here that are uh, again his value is up it should be mentioned Uh, but again it was at a point where i again comparatively to these 20 we talk about all these great like 25 and under guys Juan Soto and Tatis and uh, Robert was in that conversation who are these incredible generational you know potentially generational talents but then you look at like what's happening this year with those three guys I just mentioned Robert has been a doubt has been a, a disappointment Tatis hasn't played a game and Soto is probably going to end up with a great season because that's just what he does yeah. uh, but even he has been sort of slow to start, starting to pick it up now. And then you've got Devers right in the middle of all of that and playing with Boston. But I think he does get in the shadows because he's not, he's having these phenomenal years, but they're not like record setting years. He doesn't play a flashy or doesn't play the flashy defense like Tatis. And right now, Boston, as good as they've been, you know, they're in the shadow of the Yankees right now. Absolutely. Uh, If Boston, if Boston was playing like in the AL Central, (laughs) <laughs> I think we'd be talking a lot more about Rafael Devers. They'd be running away with that division, and you'd be saying, man, Devers is an MVP candidate. But they just happen to be playing, uh, you know, right behind the Yankees, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think uh, I think you hit that spot on with every time you think of the, the East, the AL East right now, it's the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees. No one cares about anyone but the Yankees when the Yankees are playing well. And, yeah. 
I think yeah, Devers just, is getting the downside of that. Yeah, despite the fact that there'll be four teams from the uh, American, I think yeah. as of today, all four, the top four teams will be making it. And, uh, you know, the Baltimore Orioles for a rebuilding team ain't half bad either. Oh, uh, that, that division is crazy, by the way. It's, it's, it's always been strong. It's going to yeah. be strong forever. They, they, they're they in good, strong markets. They spend money up there. They're yeah. always going to put out good products. And then you exactly. have the raise that somehow is always good with spending nothing. Always figure it out. Uh, yeah. Lock up Wander for the lifetime deal, and uh, we'll figure out the rest around it. But, yeah, the fact that Baltimore on top of that is uh, like – Again, I, I point to my my struggling Giants right now. Uh, Baltimore and the Giants basically since May basically have the same record, uh, which, uh, again, in a tough division like that and for a rebuilding team, uh, bravo to them. They're going to be back and they're going to be doing just fine very, very soon. Um, Want to stay in the East, go to the National League. Uh, we kind of right. talked about it before. The National League is much more wide open, I feel like, than the American League. I think the American League, you're pretty much locked in with your six or seven teams that are going to be in this thing. Whereas the national league feels way wide open. Some division races that are still up for grabs, including the national league East, which about a month ago, I think there would have been two or three divisions. I say are a lock just, Hey, we'll see you. We'll see you in October. Go Mets. What a great (laughs) start to the season. Good job, guys. You did it. Uh, That has changed quite a bit over the last month. The Braves reminding everyone, yes, we're still the world champions. And the guy I want to talk about um, is, again, we said it, Paul Goldschmidt, I think a pretty obvious MVP contender. But I think Dansby Swanson's making a really solid case at this point. I know the numbers are not uh up there with some of the league leaders but they're they're pretty dang close and he's been so good for the last month and i know i'm sorry if this is a store <laughs> spot as a diving back fan <laughs> to bring up Tansby, but it's finally it, you know the player that they drafted is finally showing up as of late uh 11th overall in ops in the national league tied for fourth in hits in the national league and he's eighth in batting average and you know he's 28 and I, I, I know there's probably people saying, you know what, the, the time has passed. If you had him and you flipped him, maybe when he got called up, great job. But like, there's not much room to grow here. But I, I, I still, am, uh, there's a little part of me that thinks maybe there's some the room, especially because his, his last first Bowman Chrome PSA 10 sold uh, as of today, actually, uh, for just under $150 for a guy who just had a really phenomenal month. Uh, I think he's a free agent very soon. I don't know if it's this offseason or if it's the next offseason. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but a guy that I think has been getting better every single year, plays a premium position, plays for a great team, uh, Dansby Swanson. Uh, I, I, I kind of like the guy uh, as as maybe a speculative investment um, and see what he can do maybe come October. And if the Braves can win another World Series, then I think we're really cooking. Yeah, so on my on my channel the other day, I was actually I've been so sucked into the minor league season actually yeah. this year that I've I've been following MLB obviously, but like not like players like Dansby Swanson as much. I've I uh, like two weeks ago I was talking about one of their prospects, Braden Shoemake. And, oh yeah, sure. And I was like, what are they going to do with him? Like, is he going to be a trade piece? Are they going to replace Dansby with him? And then someone responded on my channel was like, Yo, have you seen what Dansby's doing this year? So I looked it up really quick. I was like. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Like I go I've, I've been used to like last year. You know, low batting average, low on base percentage, high amount of home runs. So I kind of was expecting the same thing. I was like three over three hundred, almost nine hundred OPS. Yeah, and three and, and a half WAR, I believe, right now. I mean, well, he plays really good right. defense too. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people take for granted with Dansby Swanson, because as a Diamondbacks fan who they traded immediately, I was pissed because. He plays good defense. He's going to give you a solid bat at the end of the day. And that's all you really want out of a shortstop. Like, yeah, you can. The superstar at shortstop comes around, comes and goes like very rarely. Like the top teases is, is extremely rare. But like if you can get a shortstop that can, you know, have some offensive production and play really good defense, like that's a win. Yeah. And that's what I thought Dansby was going to be. And now he's 28 years old. And like you said, he might have might have figured it out this year. Yeah, it, it, he's kind of a tough uh 
tough not to crack if you are collecting him um you may there may be some folks out there because he does kind of coincide with i think the beginning for a lot of the people who got back in the hobby saying i'm, I'm gonna start prospecting and collecting these guys and he was that guy uh yeah. very early on in uh, 2015 um and if you were patient enough to hold on to him then maybe there's some payoff here um getting buying into him I, you know I, I, he's one of those where i really like flip a coin i i personally like him uh, as maybe a speculative, like let's let's see if he can maybe a more lower end guy that um, if he can really put this together near the end of the year, I think you're talking uh, a top five finish, top four finish for MVP. If he, especially if the Braves can come back in this thing, I think. I mean, I think it's pretty much locked in. It's going to be Goldschmidt. It's going to be Machado. But I think the Harper injury really. It, yeah. it's, now it's a toss-up because I think Harper was pretty much locked in as one of those top three guys mm-hmm. the way he was playing. But now I think it's absolutely a toss-up. And you add in the defense of Dansby, um, there might be a case to be made with this Yeah, guy. the war number is going to be really high for Dansby. Uh, I agree there. But, yeah, it's definitely a toss-up with, as far as buy and sell. I mean, I, I honestly, I offloaded all my Dansby last year when they won the World Series. Yeah. Um, I did I did pretty good with that. Nothing insane. But, yeah, now it's – I think it's kind of a toss-up. Like you said, he's 28 probably not trajecting for the hall of fame unless he really figures it out. But yeah, you said you might put together a couple world series with this Braves team. They got going right now. I mean, it's a great core, even without Freddie Freeman, he, in a way he kind of fills that void offensively that Freddie Freeman leaves behind. Cause they knew, I mean, they knew Acuna was coming back and Acuna has looked pretty good. It has looked very good at times uh, since returning. So he almost fills that void, I think offensively. Um, And with Ozzy kind of having a down year right now, he's, he's really done a huge, huge job. Uh, the guy that before we move on, I think the guy that he his case feels very similar, at least with collectors to Byron Buxton, where Buxton is doing, I mean, amazing <laughs> things every single night. He's maybe my favorite player to watch right now. He's so much fun. Um, Walk off homers, he, amazing catches. The power is incredible. But again, it kind of feels like time maybe has passed him by. But maybe if you were prospecting him you feel disappointed but if you're like hey why not pick up a byron buxton or a dansby swanson right now and see what happens you might be pretty happy in a year or two so uh just something to just some food for thought for those guys uh as we move on to uh some of the more disappointing guys some of the disappointing Ooh, i players. got plenty of those yeah there's there's been a few this year um i i think i gotta start with a guy that i was really high on to begin the year so high on that i said he was gonna win the american league mvp there's still half the season it could happen but luis robert uh has been a bit of a disappointment the batting average is fine the on base is fine it's kind of low uh and uh, the power's not there. Eight home runs and 266 at bats. He's had some injuries. Um, man, uh, it, it, it kind of felt like a make or break year for Luis Robert uh, and uh, his cards so for collecting him. And it just feels like it's everything is down across the board for him. Um, he's he has got to have a huge second half, I feel like, or else it's gonna feel like. Yeah, that's it. I think we can kind of close the book on is Luis Robert in that now that next echelon with Trout and Soto and all these huge names. Um, where are you at with Luis Robert? Is it is it maybe a good time to buy low on Luis Robert right now? So I'd have to really look at the market to really determine. I, I'm actually holding a lot of Luis Robert as well. Yeah. And I don't plan on selling it because like you said, I mean, he's having a down year. He's still hitting 280, which is fine. Um, but yeah, he just hasn't figured out his power this year. His OPS is barely over 700. Just and last year, what he did so well was hit a ton of doubles in a short amount of time. And this year he only has 10 doubles and eight home runs. So like, mm-hmm. I don't really know what's happening with his power. Cause obviously when he gets a hold of the ball, he crushes it. He's super powerful. It's just, I, he missed just not seeing the ball. Well, I'm not sure that whole White Sox team right now, like they have some pretty solid offensive pieces. Like obviously Tim Tim Anderson's going to hit well. Jose Abreu's been on a tear lately, um, and then Luis Roberts. He's kind of been a constant. He hasn't been like up or down this year. He's just been a little underwhelming. Um, but yeah, it's it's been weird. But yeah, I think the whole White Sox mojo is just a little off right now. Maybe maybe Eloy should be back with the team soon. I know he's been playing in AAA, so maybe he'll help out with that. Um, but yeah, Luis Robert needs to have a big second half. I'm not, I'm not quite there to say, okay, I, I can see where you can say maybe not in the, the trout level, 
trajectory. Uh, I'm not there yet to kind of like close the book on Luis Robert, just being like he's going to be a bad player or not going to live up to expectations. Because again, he's only 24. He does have mm-hmm. a little bit of numbers under his 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 resume, but yeah. It's still a lot of time and what he can do, his ceiling's still crazy. So I'm not I'm not there yet. Maybe it's biased, but yeah, a little a little disappointing so far. I still think I still think he could have a good year. Like 280 with what he's done. That's that's still respectable. He just needs to figure out his power. Yeah. I, I think he's a hot streak away from being back. Uh yep. And the White Sox, you said it. It's been a really funky year with the Chicago White Sox. Injuries, bad starts, uh, the fans chanting fire Tony Larusa in the yeah. stands. Like It's been rough. They just had a big sweep over the weekend uh, against the Giants. That could be the type of thing that gets them kind of like perked up, say, hey, we can do this. We just beat uh, you know, a, a team that was, uh, well, they were good last year. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about No, they're still fine. They're still a good team. Uh, we just beat a good team on the road. We swept them. That should be the type of thing that maybe gives you some confidence going forward for this team. Um, and yeah, they've dealt with a lot of injuries. They just need to get healthy, need to get some guys in that lineup to protect Luis Robert. Yo, Mancada's had a really, really bad year uh, yeah. at the plate. But the uh, like again, the patient, the on base is still there for him. So you have to think all the all the the underlying numbers for these guys indicate that they're only like a hot streak away from getting right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in hold mode with Luis Robert. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think the clock is ticking. I, yeah. I think it's like if it's you look at that fair. stat line and it's like, again, a decent average but low power numbers this year with great defense, then, yeah, it's like, all right, then this guy's just uh, occasional power. Really, this is a this is a a, a a rich man's Kevin Kiermeyer, I guess. At this point, uh, you know, no disrespect <laughs> to Kevin Kiermeyer, very good, very very good player, a very good defensive player. Uh, but that, yeah, that's that's not what people had in mind when they were first investing in collecting Luis Robert. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. Yeah, so uh, I got to talk about uh, a guy that uh, is not quite on the, the 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 baseball card radar anymore, but I just. It, it, it amazes me every time I look at his stat line, how, every time I watch him, and he's in the National League West. Um, it's Cody Bellinger, who I feel like I feel like we forget how good this guy was. Like he, the year of judge, it was him, it was Alonzo, it was Bellinger, and they were like, wow, here we go. Here's the future of baseball. These three guys are going to carry baseball. Uh, and it hasn't happened. Um, no, yeah, this one is, yeah. this is a, a personal one for me because yeah. I'm actually I'm this I graduated at, in the same class as Cody Bellinger. I've played against oh, him okay. since I was in Little League. No way. So I've 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 known him for a while. Yeah. I at least played against him. Not I can't really say I'm friends with him, but I've played right, against right. him my, my whole career growing up. And he's just always been this really good hitter. Always been yeah. a really good hitter. Like honestly, I wasn't expecting the power numbers that he produced when he went through the minors. Like he exploded in the minors hit like 30 home runs. It's like, okay, I did not see that coming. And then his rookie year, like you said, exploded 39 home runs. I was like on the floor dead for like half the season. Just like, <laughs> I cannot believe this guy's doing this. Uh, and then again, second year, solid year. And then third year wins MVP. Like I was literally in shock. I was That's, like, I mean, that right. is, that is what hall of famers do. Their no, first yeah. three years, really 23 years old when an MVP. That's crazy. You, you look at him and you're like, all right, this is the guy. This is going to be the best player in the league or top five player in the league for the next 15 years. And then I don't know what happened. The pandemic hit and he forgot how to like be patient. And that's what that's what I've pretty much drawn it up to be is his his walk numbers are down a lot. He his health has been pretty rough. I mean, maybe that shoulder injury he he got in the world yeah. series is really just playing a toll and things but, really I, I feel like he had that rough stretch i mean in again 20 20 60 games it was hard to really you know say take take away anything from it but he no, had yeah. a really nice postseason run yep so you thought okay he's he'll be fine like uh but yeah you're right that that shoulder injury um could be something we look back on uh, as saying man this this guy was on a on a path to being something really special I, yeah, I, I it's it's really heartbreaking. I, I, again, he's a Dodger, but he's it's still uh, this guy is fun to watch when he was on, man. Um, 
23rd worst uh, OPS among qualified hitters. Uh, just a 398 slugging. He's only hit two, 22 home oh runs. Oh, my. Yeah, 22 home runs in his last 584 at-bats. That includes last year uh, and all of this year. Yeah, it's um, crazy. I yeah, that's, I really thought, you know, 2020, like you said, you can't take much from that. You know, we saw a lot of up and down that season from a lot of different players. Like, whatever. Kind of a wipe. And then he played 95 games last year. Or, yeah, last year. Had a couple injuries. And we're like, all right. If he can wipe wipe the slate clean and have a good year this year, then you know we can we can bring Cody back into you know the yeah. hobby hype that he's that guy again. But no, he's just I don't know. It's it's wild, and that that lineup has protection. I just I I don't know. It's been disappointing. Yeah, it has. There and is that's something what we're talking about him. Yeah, and you know it's not just him too with that Dodger lineup. There's something going on there. Like they're a great team, and they're they're doing just fine. So they're probably not going to change anything. But like the power numbers for Freddie Freeman are down a lot. Max Muncie is just not there right now. They are getting by. Um, I don't know. It's they're getting by right now with a kind of a shell of themselves. Uh, and no Mookie. Yeah, right Justin now. Turner's been bad too. Justin, Justin Turner. Turner. Yeah. he's been he's been like the backbone on the Dodgers team the last like three four years. Right. But yeah, like you said, Mookie's hurt. Um, it hurts because on our first show I said Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, MVPs, and yeah. it was looking really good. To it be looked honest. real good. It looked Judge really still, good. For a Judge while. still looks solid with yeah. someone we haven't talked about yet, Otani. I think he he might walk yes. to this MVP, but uh, Mookie Betts. He was he's, his home run numbers this year have been crazy, and yeah. like 17 home runs in 62 games. That's wild. Yeah. Um, he's he was doing his thing, but like you said, Mac Max Muncy. I'm not going to lie. I predicted on my channel that he was going to be terrible this year, so I'm not mm-hmm. mad about that. Um, <laughs> Gavin Lux has actually been solid, which is weird. But, but yeah, they, like you said, he's getting weird playing time, too. Like, I feel like they need to, they haven't fully committed with, yes. with Gavin Lux. And I, I feel like that's a mistake on their part because I think he is a really talented player and they need to figure out a way to have him. I mean, they're just, I think they're starting to now, but. Uh, very, very good player. They should probably figure out a way to get him the lineup every day. Yeah, I'd, I'd be playing him over Max Muncy every single day right now. It's oh, without question. Like a, not even a question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Freddie Freeman, like you said, I mean, I it's crazy what a change in location can do. You see so many times um, where a big player goes to a big team, like a player that's been really good at maybe a smaller organization goes to a bigger market and just struggles the first year that's pretty common like pretty much anyone that goes to the yankees is bad i mean paul goldschmidt he went to the cardinals was not great his first year and it's just you yeah. see it so many times where so i think i mean freddie freeman he's doing bad with his power numbers but he's yeah he's still still doing fine he's probably still doing all-star. fine yeah. yeah he's probably an all-star like you said yeah. you it's crazy to have a, a down year and you're probably still going to be one of the all-star reserves so you know good for freddie and uh obviously a lot on his mind over the last couple of weeks uh we haven't really talked about it on the show yet but yeah boy that was uh it hit, it was that was an interesting weekend last weekend to say the least uh and uh gosh uh I don't think I'm ever going to look at these player negotiations the same way again. That was, I don't know. I see. I, there's still a part of me that thinks he ends up back in Atlanta at some point. Well, they love him there. And he obviously he still loves hitting there because he destroyed them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he went to town in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, Cody Bellinger struggle with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers, we can say, we can try to trash talk them as much as we want. They're still right. the best team in the NL somehow. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But, still the best. I mean, uh, yeah. Tony Gonzalez is having the Cy Young year on that team. Like, dude, he's been great. He's been really good. He's one of the big surprises. I haven't actually looked at his card market at all. Um, I can't imagine it being that crazy. But who yeah. knows if he puts together an entire season? There's definitely going to be when you go based off percentages. I bet you it's a massive percentage. I that, think that that, hard oh, moves. For sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I think if you're like, I mean, maybe at this point, I, I feel like maybe you should have gotten in like in May, beginning of May, like get him really low and flip it for, you know, a massive percentage, uh, yeah. you know, uptick. Uh, but yeah, well, the, we can, we can talk a little, some, some of the pitchers here uh, in, in a little bit. Uh, yeah. But one, let, one thing yeah. I want to throw in just really quick when we're yeah. talking about massive percentages, it's actually something that my local card shop, uh, the owner his name's pete he uh that's what he does he goes that's like one of the best ways i make money in my car shop he goes yeah. if i can get a card and i can buy it for two dollars and i can sell it for 
four or five dollars like that's a huge win so like yep that's and i think that's something to keep in mind especially as i think folks are maybe not investing as much in cards especially the big stuff tightening the budgets some of the stuff that especially pitching pitching is a fun thing to like if you're into the the flip it like buy it and flip it like a guy like we said, Tony Gonsolin would have been an amazing investment and you can flip him maybe if he wins the Cy Young Award where you bought like a $10 card and then holy crap, it's a $50 card now. Yep. Um, that's that's a that's the game to play too. I know for like kind of liking it to um, like if you're a foot like for football fans, like I think everyone invests in QBs, but like if you want to flip stuff like wide receivers, running backs, sort of the same idea. Yeah, uh, it's, week it's to more week of game. a grind. It's more of a grind, it is. but it's it definitely is. it's definitely a way to make money. If like you definitely want to make money in the hobby, if you're going for that route, like 100 percent, you have to be more patient with it. But it's I don't want to say it's more guaranteed, but it's uh, it's a safer route for sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think it totally is. Uh, actually, a guy that to me is a big, I, I would still get in on some of his stuff um, because I was looking at his trajectory. Uh, uh, of course, this is the ace of the Miami Marlins, Sandy Alcantara, who I've been really into lately. I had to talk about him today. Yeah, I, I, I've been looking at his stuff lately and been like, it's it's a little higher than it was. But I compare it to like what Garrett Cole, I looked at his numbers versus Garrett Cole's numbers in those first few years in Pittsburgh. And then when he makes that move to Houston, it's yeah. almost the same exact trajectory right now. And Alcantara is a little bit better right now at the same age. Um, if he goes to a big market and we saw it with Cole, he went to a big market and the cards went up. His stuff was going up when he went to the Yankees. I think that that's a guy that if you're thinking, eh, do I want to get in on a Miami Marlins pitcher, but Alcantara, one watching him pitch you get it the eye test the eye test goodness yeah he's a he's a horse he's got the the fastball is ridiculous like he is good man the most impressive thing for me for sandy alcantara is how durable he is and how good he has how good he is at going deep into games it's so impressive because he throws gas what does he say like 98 like he throws he has a crazy uh slider just a huge hook and He's I, I can't remember what the stat was, but he set a record for like the most innings in like the first 22 or however yeah. many starts he was. I can't remember like first 12 starts of the season or something. I think he set it like an MLB record for like the most innings or something. Yeah, he, he I mean, he's like out there. He's an old school guy as a pitcher. He wants yeah. the ball. I think I saw last week he he gave up three. He gave it three runs, had two men on with one out in the ninth inning. And he like dramatically comes out and he's just like, no. Uh-uh, you're not taking me out of this game. And he did it. He got out of the game. Uh, Good so, for him. Yeah, it was awesome to see that that old school mentality. And I think he's worth looking into some of those maybe lower end cards. Uh, if you can find like a like an autograph card, I was looking at some of his autograph cards, the stuff that's sub $100 uh, to buy some of his autos. I don't think it's a bad investment right now, especially no. if he takes home the Cy Young Award, which right now I think he's pretty much the favorite. I think he's lined up for that right now. Yeah, and one thing to note on that is kind of, do you want to get in on Sandy Alcantara? He's 26. Yeah. And he's been in the league now. I'm looking at his numbers. He's, he's He debuted in, back in 2017. And he's had good years almost throughout that but entire run. He's been a full-time starter since 2019. So this is his fourth full year. I mean, COVID year, but fourth full year as a starter and he's only 26 as a pitcher that's impressive because pitchers i would say they usually take longer to get to the show so i mean he he could be the top arm in the league for the next decade yeah he's very very talented pitcher i think he's not a marlin forever but i think again i that's why i looked at the garrett cole situation because it feels very similar where he think i think he goes off to a big market team and and makes a name for himself and i think that's where you see the return on investment if you're collecting those cards and that's all it Uh, takes sometimes uh, yeah it's all it takes it's all it takes all right let's wrap things up with uh what has been i think in the hobby one of the biggest stories for baseball collectors probably the biggest story is this rookie class it has been a really fun rookie class especially coming off of last year where i think we were i've said it a bunch of times but yeah there were a lot of expectations going to last year the rookies didn't really quite live up to those expectations. A few guys obviously were exceptions. Jazz Chisholm looked like he might be an all-star this year. Ryan Mountcastle is doing really well. Other than that, there was not a ton of standout guys. This year, though, I feel like I could just run a list down. Obviously, the three guys who got called up on opening day, 
You got Torkelson. I know he struggled, uh, but Bobby Witt has had flashes. Julio Rodriguez, we're going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Donovan, uh, Juan Yepes, Christopher Morel of the Cubs is having a really nice year. Seiya Suzuki's figured it out at the plate. He's got an 800 OPS. Uh, and then recently, Adley Rutschman, uh, Riley Green, a lot of big names. O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. Oh, I love I'm loving O'Neill Cruz right now. This guy is amazing. I'll just throw this out at you. Is this could this go down and will will this go down as maybe the best overall rookie class we have seen in the hobby for uh, I don't know. Let's see. Let's say post trout. Let's take that out of the equation. Let's take the trout year out of the equation. Basically, the last 10 years of collecting. Is this the best we've seen? I, I guess I would have to go back a little bit, but so we've seen some good really classes. Good. In my opinion, it's definitely gonna be tough to kind of overlook the 2018. Even the 2019 class is really good too. If you go back and look at 2019 products, yeah, like really solid. I think 2018 is probably the best still, just as far as depth. Like, I mean, just four players off the top of your head. You know, you got yeah. Devers, Otani. Acuna Soto like that's tough to compete insane. with yeah, but as insane. far as depth goes and possible outcome this isn't crazy class yeah. like crazy from top to bottom there's so many guys that are just now reaching them will be that could be in the league for a very long time yeah I, I think you're on that there were there are stars that have there are there are I should say there are years that are more top heavy yeah. But I think that when you keep going down that iceberg and you go, man, this isn't there's still good guys here. That's where I've, I've been really impressed. Uh, I didn't even mention Michael Harris, the, of yep, the Michael Harris. He's the leader among rookies in OPS right now. He's been sensational for the Braves. Um, kind of a guy who has climbed the ladder throughout the minor leagues, was not a big name to start um, and just great play at, at every single level. Uh, skipped double A. Uh, that's how good he's been. It's sensational for the Braves. Yeah, I've been following Michael Harrison. Like like you said, he's always just been good. He's always been a good hitter, and yeah. I've always been on track with that. But yeah, and then he just they just brought him up, and I was just like, my, they're like Michael Harris is debuting tomorrow. I was like, crazy. I'm down. I love it. But <laughs> I mean, he might struggle. But no, he has not even skipped a beat. I still think he's hitting over 300. And that's, yeah. that's what annoys me sometimes so much with prospecting is why do these organizations wait so long? If the player's yeah. good, the player's good, in my opinion. And yes, and, it can take some time to develop, but come on. Like, I know Adley Rutschman's been on a little slow this year, but like he's 24. Like he should have, they should have just thrown him to the MLB. Like, yeah, especially it. for, you know, I think catchers especially take that longer time. We saw it with Rutschman uh, recently with Joey Bart, some of the more marquee yeah. guys. And uh, Rutschman's had a mixed bag. Bart's back in the tr in the minors. So it's like, what good did all of that time in the minors exactly. really do? You're right. Exactly. And, and I know they're like, well, we got to hone them in as a catcher. We got to get them like working with the, but at the same time, it's like, what if they were up and they can work with that pitching staff and they get that whole spring to work with the pitching staff? Like if you have that plan and you know that guy is ready and those guys are literally two top five picks, like yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm in agreement. I think that uh, if, if they show it, if especially you know guys like Michael Harris, where they realize what's Triple A going to do for this guy? Like exactly. he doesn't, you know. We and I think every baseball fan knows Triple A is just kind of it. it, it if you're a, a great player. On a, on a track towards the major leagues, AAA sometimes is a little redundant. It's kind of double A is yeah. where you go through the fire. It's a pit um, stop at most. Yes, exactly. So uh, let's see more. Let's see guys get, get out of here with AAA. This is not a good advertisement for AAA baseball. If uh, there's a somebody listening who owns a AAA baseball, he's <laughs> like, Shh, stop it. We need prospects. Um, no, AAA is great. It has it yeah. and it has its purpose. But like, let the player fail and then bring them down, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I agree. Not, don't I wait, agree. like you said, two years just to find out, okay, maybe he's not ready and we just wasted two years of our life trying to trying to develop this guy. Yeah, so. agreed. Agreed. Um, I, I want to bring up Julio Rodriguez, who I think <laughs> is pretty clearly the uh, front runner for the American League Rookie of the Year. National League is way, way more up in the air. I think it's a good case to be made for Harris. Uh, you've got some some great pitchers in the mix. Uh, the Cardinals just have a million rookies to choose from, so you know, pick pick whatever. But I think Rodriguez, even with Riley Green up, I mean, Green has looked great uh, early on. Great walk off home run over the weekend. Yep. Great moment. I, I think that kid's the real deal. One hundred percent. But 
I, I looked this morning at the comparison of Wander Franco's recent first Bowman sales yep. and Julio Rodriguez's recent first Bowman sales I'm, on eBay. I'm intrigued. They are, I was shocked to find that they are almost in line. And like going from like the color, like a gold, I think a gold of both of theirs, first Bowman gold autos around not BJS 9.5 or PSA 10, we're both going for about 13 to 15K. Um, and I think Julio has the more recent big sales. Obviously, I think Wander, a lot of those big sales happened when he got first called up. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I mean, we, we saw his, that the Julio short print is in Series 2, so I think we can pretty much uh, assume his rookies will be in Topps Chrome along yep. with Wander Franco. Uh, obviously Bobby Witt and all that, but I think clearly the two guys people are now going to be chasing it's Wander and it's Julio. So if, yeah. Yeah. And so I'll ask you this before, before we get to that, if yeah. you can only collect one, which is, which is your guy? I've got a I've got like a very confident it answer. This point, and it might easiest be answer I've ever had to answer. Easiest question I've ever had to answer. Julio Rodriguez is not even in the same ballpark, in my yep. opinion. And yep. I actually wanted to talk about Wander Franco and our disappointments, to be honest. Ooh. I think he's been a complete disappointment. I think um uh, I think these people that are buying spending upwards of six figures on Wander Franco cards are absolutely insane. I think he's an excellent hitter, but I never think he's gonna be in the MVP race. I think anyone who who thought that I think is crazy. In my opinion, I uh, like it's a bold statement, but I think they're crazy. I I mean, at most, he'll probably hit 20, 25 home runs. Maybe he'll hit. I mean, he's an awesome hitter. So, I mean, right now, I think he's still only hitting like 260 this year. He's dealt with some injuries and stuff. Um, started off super hot, but I, I still I just Julio Rodriguez is a different beast. And I said it in our first episode that I think maybe he could be an MVP type player in his rookie year. And. Over the past month, he has kind of stepped into that role. <laughs> and the Mariners have vaulted themselves back into this wild card race. And I think a big reason why is because of Julio Rodriguez. He's been that good. I totally agree with you. I don't think it's even, a, I really don't think it's a question at this point. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Listen to this stat. Actually, I read this this morning. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is the fastest player, 81 games in MLB history to reach 15 home runs, 20 stolen bases or 15 home runs and 20 stolen bases. That surpasses Ellis Burks. Not sure who that is. 82 games. Uh, very Barry, good. A former giant. Very good. Yeah. And Barry Bonds. 90 games. So That guy's pretty good. So Julio Rodriguez uh, is doing some pretty special things right now. And he started slow. Remind you. Yeah. Like, he started slow. He's hitting 230 for a while. And he was like, and I think if you were, people who were watching baseball realize this guy's, has been one of the most unlucky hitters in baseball. He was nope. getting weird strike calls out of the zone, like more than any, like it was a bizarre stat where it was like, he has more strike three calls against him out of the zone than like any other player in baseball. <laughs> they thought, okay, that's gotta change at some point. It has, he looks phenomenal. 828 OPS uh, right now. leads all American league rookies, man. Uh, I, I, I think that there have been better rookie seasons uh, but this is to me, this is kind of has the vibe for me almost of Ronald Acuna. Is that crazy to say where like he came out of the gate and it was like the power and the speed and it's all there and it's the star power. Everything is there. He's just the complete package right now. And yeah, I, I think you're right. Wander, great player. I think he can have a great career. Hits to all fields. Wonderful. But he's not the power guy. He plays in Tampa. He's going to play in Tampa for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and is that worthy of this level where we're saying, oh, he's going to be the next guy to collect next to Otani and, 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 and all these guys? No, I think it's Rodriguez. Uh, and we've seen, you know, I've mentioned it a few times. We have seen Mariners do well. Mar people like the Mariners in the hobby. We've seen Griffey and Nitro. They have this knack for these huge star, these huge superstar transcend the game type of players. Um, and man, he, he just, I am all in on, on Julio Rodriguez. I'm totally in agreement with you. There we go. Yeah. There's a legitimate possibility. He goes 30, 30 in his first year. And crazy. That's just, that's crazy. Like people, I think people overlook that, that number, that category, like 30, 30, like that's not easy. 
That's no. not easy at all. There, there are maybe, I don't know, three or four guys in baseball that I think can pretty much do that right now. And again, one of them is Ronald Acuna. Another one is Shohei Otani. And now you could throw Julio Rodriguez into that mix. I think yeah. that that should pretty much, if you're on the fence of, is it Wander? Is it Julio? I think that should pretty much answer your question. And to see Julio Rodriguez stealing bases the way he's stealing at his size is miraculous. He's a moose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, now you got two mooses up there in Seattle, Mariner Moose and Julio Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is it with it? This is the new base dealer in baseball, by the way. When you see like Shohei Otani running the bases too, you're like, that guy's too big to be that fast. What is going on? I mean, Freaks, we, man. we haven't even talked to Otani, who like I feel like is having the most underrated, amazing once in a lifetime year ever. Like we were so spoiled last year. And the fact that he is doing it like just a, a just a tick under what he did last year again, like we we take it for granted. But uh, yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did want to say really quick about Otani before we wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah. Please. I am curious how the MVP voting is going to go because he's starting. I mean, this will be the second year where he's kind of making it a norm that he's just good at pitching and hitting. So I'm curious if the MVP voting, because in my opinion, he should walk away with it. No one else in the league can hit and pitch. And especially at his his levels, like he has what under a three ERA, like insane with like 18 home runs, like yeah. nuts, absolute craziness. Like he should walk away with MVP. So I'm curious if they're going to kind of tone down, like make it more of a norm of like, okay, we've seen this before type of thing. So I'm, I'm curious on that because I mean, he should walk away with MVP. You're right. I mean, statistically, there is still no one doing what he's doing. Uh, if you if if last year was erased from our memory, we would be saying, oh, my God, can you believe this guy's doing what he's doing? Yeah, uh, we would all be we're, we're spoiled right now, frankly, is what it is. Uh, and also the Angels having such a bad stretch there. I mean, literally maybe the worst stretch for any team in, in this season that what was it 14 15 game losing streak they yeah, had i think they that, were a real deal yeah i did too i was like cool it's happening they're gonna be good we're gonna see otani and trout in october and uh, i mean it still could happen but it still could happen uh, it could but uh, i don't feel as 2.68 era with 101 strikeouts already yeah yeah <laughs> it's insane it's insane what he's doing. And I think you I think you're on I, I think they're going to give it to Judge. If if they if the Yankees win over 100 games this year, if they win over 110, it's it's locked in. And if Judge stays healthy, if Judge gets over the 50 home run mark, they get over they they're the best team in baseball throughout. Yeah. I think it's a lock despite the fact that Otani will have the better year overall. I think yep. he's I think he's a perennial top three guy at this point, um, worse to worse. Um, but it's I think it's gonna be a scenario like uh like Barry Bonds, where there was a point the 2000 MVP should have been Bonds, but they were just sick of constantly it's giving it to of Barry him Bonds. winning, yeah. Right. <laughs> Literally. So basically what's gonna have to happen is either he's gonna have to so Otani's just gonna have to keep having 2021 seasons every single year to just be like, it has to be me every year. You you can't deny literally me anymore. No, literally. Yeah. It's crazy though. Yeah, yeah, it's really special what we're seeing. 3.9 war already. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. He's so good. He's just he's so, so good. Uh, and yet I, I, I should have checked his card prices before, but uh, I think they have gone slightly down. Um, well, they were so high from last. They were really high. Really, They, really they high. went crazy Sorry. last year. So like, like you said, they are down just a little bit. Uh, but throw another MVP on his bag and they're going to stick yeah. around. His then age hurts him a little bit. He is 28. So like yeah. he's. I mean, he. I mean, if he stays healthy for his career, probably make the Hall of Fame just because he's a two-way player. But he's yeah. probably never going to get there with the the career stats and yeah. that those people look for. Um, he he will make it as an exception because it's just you see the all-round game. And you go, well, you can't deny like this is no one has put up a uh, has put up anything close to this. Yeah, those say uh, you if he keeps it going. Yeah, they'll say you can't talk the 2020 decade without Shohei Otani in it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, hey, right. Thanks so much for for joining me once again. Uh, the channel on YouTube, Rydog54, uh, Baseball Card Talk, Prospect Talk. I, I do want to ask anybody in the minors that we should be keeping an eye on that maybe makes a debut later on in the season or a guy that you're really, really high on. Uh, if maybe we're thinking about some some prospecting right now, a guy that maybe 
card collectors are not thinking about uh, on their radar? So there's some good players going on right now. Obviously, uh, who am I thinking of right now? Jordan Lawler, D-backs. Yeah, he's insane this year. Hitting like 370. As a D-backs fan, I am so excited for him. The other D-backs, and I don't want to sound biased, Corbin Carroll. He just got got put on the seven-day IL. Hopefully, he won't be down there too long, but he's had a crazy year. He's been the best player at double A. Like the fact that he's one of those guys I was kind of pointing towards why is he not in MLB yet? Like, stop wasting his time. Um, but then younger players, if you're looking for arms, like Andrew Painter for the Phillies, first first round pick for them this year, looks ridiculous. Jordan Walker just turned 20 years old in double A, just having his way with things, hitting 300 with like 900 OPS, like, like literally just had his 20th birthday and just destroying double A. Um, no, there's just so many good players. It's hard to, it's hard to really capture all of them, but some of my favorites right now that I've been buying is, is Jordan Lawler. I've been on him. I've been really high on him. I know it's probably bad because he's a a D back. Another low key (laughs) player I like is, uh, is, uh, Harry Ford. He's actually the first rounder for the Mariners this year. Super athletic catcher. He's starting to turn it on, started off really bad. Um, Baby Acuna, uh, Ronald's little brother, Luis Angel, mm-hmm. has been uh, mashing. Like every, like it's crazy. Every he's an Acuna. I can just say that. It seems yeah. like every time I watch him, he's hitting the ball hard and he's stealing bases and has way too much power for his small body. Um, but now there's so many good players right now. Francisco Alvarez is last one I'll probably touch on for the Mets. He again, he's only 20 years old, just got actually moved to AAA. We might see him this year. So he might be one of those guys that's like, okay, 20 years old making his MLB debut. Wow. And he's a catcher, very solid defensive catcher, but his power is nuts. So yeah, there's we, a lot we, of guys right now. There is a, the, the, I think the one position that the Mets don't really have an answer right now is catcher. So that, that could be an interesting one to monitor. And I think with catchers, we've seen it with Adley. Uh, the moment they get called up, probably get those cards, sell those cards. Yeah. Uh, Cause they will, they, I mean, that's going to be crazy value with, especially Alvarez, uh, his stuff will probably just skyrocket the moment. It is, it's going to skyrocket being a Met and he has all the hype in the world. Uh, yeah, but there's so many young, there's so much young talent right now. The, one of my biggest hidden gems this year, and he's starting to turn into not a hidden gem is, uh, Edwin Arroyo for the Mariners. Also, he was their yeah. second round pick. Wow. He doesn't have an autograph yet, but man, that dude is, he's going to be really good. He's very good. And All right. I'm glad I bought his cards right at the beginning of the season. And I saw his, he, like, he did really well the first week and I was like, okay, this guy might be good. Buy a few of his stuff. And I think I made like 500% profit off it. It was great. Nice. There you go. That's the okay. date. All right. Edwin and Oreo. We'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on him. Uh, and uh, if you want more insight about minor league baseball and prospecting, of course, check out Ride Dog 54. Check out the YouTube channel. And uh, hey, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, let's let's do it again soon. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I'll come on anytime you want me to come on, Cody. This is a lot of fun. Just awesome. love, love having the conversation. Thank you for having me. And I hope everyone enjoyed the, the podcast. Once again, big thanks to Rye Dog. Rye Dog 54 is the YouTube channel. If you love minor league baseball, if you love prospecting, if you want to get ahead of the game, definitely check out his channel. Get some tips on the young guys you should be adding to your personal collection. And if you like what you heard on this show, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mojo Break Sports Card Show is the term to search. Whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them, new episodes every week. And of course, it's new episodes of The Hype, our flagship show every Thursday as well. Cody Pasby signing off for another episode of Wax Packs and Warning Tracks. We'll talk to you guys soon.